The following podcast contains adult language, mature content, and controversial conversations. So if you're not ready to talk about motherfuckers, murder, and the devil, then this probably isn't the right podcast for you. Listener discretion is advised. Magical paths to fortune and power. Thank you. You look really gorgeous and stuff. I don't, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just look- wearing a hat that I always wear and a shirt that I always wear. I, I feel like I've literally worn the shirt the last couple of times you've seen me. Probably. I, I feel, but I feel like you have, you have a theme with your shirts. They always look like you work at a cool heavy metal record shop. Oh, is that, is that, I used to work at a record shop and I was never the fucking cool guy because I don't really know anything about music. Ah, so why did you I feel- record shop? Uh, well, so because the record shop was actually like connected to a place that sold D and D shit, but people assumed I was like a like a music guy. So they'd come in and ask me questions, and I just like I guess I just seemed like I was really dismissive, but like above, like I was just yeah. like he's like, hey man, I'm looking for like some stuff, but like you know, like uh, I don't know, do you guys have like Primus and stuff? I'd be like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love the fact it took you 25 minutes to come up with a band just to use for an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know bands, man. I was like, I was thinking like Les Claypool for whatever reason was like in my, like bouncing around in my head. He's and amazing. I'm just like, what, who, who, what was he in? And then, you know. Probably, yeah, so. if anyone would be bouncing in your head, it would be Les Claypool. because he's, he's a fast player. mover. He's he super moves fast very player. quickly. He's also in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is super cool. Oh, like fucking, a, I didn't know that. Uh, I'm doing like this, like this thing about the Bill and Ted franchise right now. So just a lot of. A lot of that bullshit. What do you do? What are you doing about the franchise? What are you, I guess, like, what are you, what are you writing? What's on the burner? So, so I did one about Mad Max, where it's like me just breaking down like all the Mad Max movies and telling you everything you need to know, how they connect, like the, their influences on pop culture. And so uh-huh. now I'm going to do one for the Bill and Ted franchise, but that franchise is a lot bigger than most people think it is because it's like it's three Bill and Ted movies, two animated series, one live action show. Uh, uh, um, Three different series of comic books, like four different video games, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios, and it directly ties into two Tales from the Crypt episodes. Wow. Um, That's so much. How did you research all this stuff? Also, I remember you telling me about this and it like being kind of like cringy and nightmare fuel-y. Yeah, the like the 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 part that's the, the terrible thing is the Universal Horror Halloween shows or whatever. Because uh-huh. they're super like rapey and making fun of women for being whores and fat and making fun of like homosexuality it's like super homophobic and it's just like super offensive and and it would be fine for that audience that likes that sort of thing if it wasn't bill and ted because bill and ted don't really the thing is like bill and ted let's just let's just get real this is a weird conversation point for this but um in the first two movies, they say the word, the offensive word, and I'm going to say it here, trigger warning, faggot. They say the word faggot in those two movies. And that's the most offensive thing that the Bill and Ted movies do. And it's pretty offensive. But it's also a comment on, like, they play it as a joke, not in the sense of disparaging homosexual people. But the first one happens at a place where 
Bill thinks Ted is dead and then finally realizes he's not. So he runs up and embraces him and gives him a hug and then checks his own emotions because you're not supposed to have emotions as a man. He goes, mm-hmm. oh, and they both say the word at the same time, right? And that same gag repeats itself in the second and it's not apparent in the third one. So mm-hmm. that's as far as they go. Beyond that, Bill and Ted kind of represent this wholesome, dumb, fun-loving experience, you know? yeah, yeah. 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 Like Bill and Ted are virgins in the second yeah. movie. Like I they act like virgins in the third movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. Like like yeah. if they didn't have kids, I wouldn't have believed those dudes did any kind of banging. Yeah, but even in Bogus Journey, there's like a whole section about how our our princesses are most righteously chased. Like it's like <laughs> you make comments yeah. about it, you know? And so to turn that that IP into let's just show titties and make fun of gay people. And call everybody whores. It's like, what the fuck did you just do to this intellectual property? Yeah, yeah, um, that's weird. Yeah. So, and some of you like, and so you can watch all of those things online, all the the live performances. And I've gone from 2017. I think I'm at 2010 now, going backwards. And there's like 27 years of it, and it's it's rough. It's just rough. That's so many. Wow, they've been running that shit for 27 years. Yeah. Those people oh, that have performed gosh. as Bill and Ted in those have performed as Bill and Ted more than Keanu Reeves and Alec Winter, which is sort of crazy to think about. That's rough. <laughs> that's, 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 that's super rough. But the um, point is, I, I think the biggest point we have to say is, welcome to Raise a Cult Books. Uh, sorry to raise that here right now. Uh, but working the counter, as always, you have myself, Keith Brooks, and that's right, the door dasher of decimating diaphragms that's right david haddad how are you doing mahal i'm doing very i'm doing very well did you almost say mahalo like yeah i said mahal is it mahal the word for girlfriend you mean for what 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 is the word you're looking for what's what's is it it mahal is that the word for girlfriend in tagalog uh i don't i don't feel like that is the word for for i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna look it up mahal means love Okay, that's fine. Let him call him yeah, because if you say like "mahal kita," means I love you. Okay, so so this is what this is why people tune in is to understand. This <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm calling you Mahal. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm mean down. I feel like I don't know. So I used to know way more, uh, like Bisaya, but now I only know bad words. So I can't call you any of the words <laughs> that I have in my head. Like, uh, I don't like show affection. Yeah, I don't think we're playing a lot in the Philippines. So I think you can say whatever you want to. <laughs> I could just make up some nonsense words and just be yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's totally Filipino. I'm sure that will go over well with whoever listens to our podcast. The one Filipino listener is like, did he call him a beaver toaster? <laughs> <laughs> we get we, we, we get a bunch of emails. Oh, my God, I wish. I wish we got a bunch of emails. Oh, this Man, we should. Yeah, we should, we should I, I could read post a book. episode at least today. <laughs> We should read a book about podcasting, man. Uh-huh. I feel like maybe that would help. Also, fuck you. Because you got me addicted to these Arnold Palmer diet half and half. Things. Oh, I have those. Those are so good. They're so good, the diet half and half. You left some at my house, and that's just why I started drinking them. And they're amazing. They're amazing. They're super, they're super good. I'm a big fan of the Arnold Palmer. I think it's an underrated drink. I kind of wish there was more nut-based. That's what she said. But that would be an <laughs> almond Palmer. That would be cool. That's a nice little... What? Like an almond milk, but like with lemon? Oh, that sounds gross now that I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, like an almond tea. Is that possible? I, know, so you I, could, I feel like you could do that. 
Mm-hmm. Like that would that be kind of like a, it'd be like a coffee tea or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but the problem is I've been driving around drinking these and just like popping a new one open. So people oh just make God. it alcoholic, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, because they look like a tall boy. Like it looks uh-huh. like you're just like you just I guess like you just, you just you just have your I guess like your bud and you just like I guess like like tapping the silver bullet. Is that is that Budweiser? Or I think, is that I think it's um Coors? Is that Coors? I don't know. I don't know. You're just hitting it in the car and you're driving around. That's, That's what I'm doing. Man. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. Uh, we had a we had a thing though. I feel like I feel like we had a thing we were going to talk about today. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. So, so, so today, uh, it's my turn to tell you some stuff. And uh, like, here's the deal: I'm not very experienced within the world of the occult, but the thing I love within the world of the occult, the thing that really got me into it was the paranormal, was parapsychology, and, and more importantly, into that is cryptozoology. And there's this weird place where those two blend where we talk about devious creatures that existed in the past um, and all of the monsters that have been chalked up to lore. And, and I like talking about those and trying to study the ramifications and the impacts that they've had on our modern myth-telling experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so today I wanted to talk to you about an Irish myth, excuse me, an Irish legend that not a lot of people are aware of, but might be, I don't believe it is, but might be one of the most influential figures in all so of the you're going to talk about, I was just wondering, you're going to talk about like the, the, the chicks that are like the, the seals? No, 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 no. The, the selkies? <laughs> the different fucking dope, no. Um, but no, I'm here to talk about a dwarf. Um, what? The, the dwarf I'm here to talk about is a guy by the name of Abertok. Um... So, Avertok is an Irish legend that we first have written down in the 1800s, um, uh, 1875, um, within this book called The Origin and History of Irish Names of Places uh, by Patrick Weston Joyce. Um, And so it's important to understand, we don't really have a time period for which this is set. Assumably, hundreds of years before it was written down in the late 1800s, um, and it was set in a time where there were chieftains of Irish clans. An Irish clan was like a group or a group of families that were together in one area that had a specific territory, and their chieftain was their ruler. So the legend says that Abertok, uh, whose name has come to mean dwarf or deaf person within slang Gaelic, was the chieftain and was a prick. He was a complete asshole. Uh, and he would tax the people of his tribe, and he was a jerk to all of them. And this was before he became a creepy monster, right? At this point, he was just said to be a dwarf chieftain who was hard of hearing and might have been a wizard. So that's sort of the mythos that we start with, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and he was jealous of everyone, and he was suspicious of everyone. So the story says that he didn't trust his wife. Him and his wife slept in separate rooms because he was afraid his wife was going to kill him. But he also thought that his wife was sleeping with someone else. So one night in the middle of the night, he gets out of his window and climbs along the side of the house, which is like a six-story fucking house, and goes to creep and look into the window of his wife when he slips and he falls, right? The next morning, all the tribe finds that Avertok is dead, and they're kind of fucking happy about it. Thank fucking God. Let's bury him really quick, right? So they mm-hmm. buried him, uh, as was tradition for a chieftain, standing straight up, surrounded by stones. 
And they thought they'd done their work. They did a celebration for him. And they're beginning the process of finding a new chieftain until the next morning when everybody gets a knock on their door. Every single person in the village gets this knock. And when they open the door, there's Avatok with a wooden bowl saying, I need some of your blood. Fill this with your blood or pay the price. So every single citizen had to fill their blood. And this kept happening daily. And they're all freaking out because they know that fucking Avertok was dead. They buried him. And now he's drinking their blood from a wooden bowl. So they go to the nearby, the next town over, to the next tribe. And, and it pin, it depends on who, what story you're, you're reading. They either go to Finn McCool, who's like the Irish version of Hercules. He's like a legendary uh-huh. Irish hero. Or they go to another chieftain named Kahan. Kahan would be the namesake of anybody that has the last name Cain. This is where it comes from, uh, from Irish to Sith, right? Kahan becomes Cain. Uh, Kahan becomes Cain. And they tell Kahan, hey, can you help us? Uh, Abertok, our chieftain, was a dick when he was alive, but now he's dead and he's even more of a douche nozzle and we need someone to take care of the situation. So... Kahan is like, yeah, fine, I'll, I'll fucking go take care of it myself. So he goes and he kills Avertok. He sneaks up on him, like chops his head off or some shit like that, slits his throat, and they bury him immediately, right then and there. Like, okay, fine, we, we, we killed the vampire-looking thing. Uh, we're all good to go. Life is better now. They bury him. Kahan goes about his business until the next morning when everybody in the village gets a knock, knock, knock on their door. And there's Avertok again with his wooden bowl asking for more blood. This repeats like two or three times. And every time Kahan comes back and he tries a different way of killing Avertok, and it never fucking works. It's never taking root, right? And finally, he's walking back after killing him for like the 16th time, and he's mumbling to himself. And he's like, this fucking dwarf piece of shite. I can't figure out how to fucking kill him. We've just alienated our whole dwarf piece of shite audience. Um, yeah, they're just going to forever. Yeah. But, uh, and so, according, depending on which version of the story you listen to, uh, it's either a druid or a Christian saint that overhears him and tells him, well, if you want to kill him, here's what you have to do. You have to find a sword made with the wood of the yew tree. You, you, you kill him with that. Um, and then you, uh, you bury him upside down with his head in the dirt and the rest of him sticking up and surround his grave with thorns and ashes and place a large stone upon the grave. And unless you do exactly that, he's going to keep coming back no matter what. You're not going to be able to stop him no matter what you do, right? So Kahan's like, I really like your Irish accent. More people should sleep with you, person who just told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's right. I feel like it's 100% right. Yeah. And, uh, and so he's like, well, fuck. If he comes back, I'll do it. The next day, knocks on the door. Abertok is back. Um, all of this happened. You know, the blood. He comes for the blood and all that shit. Kahan hears about it. He's like, well, fuck. Well, I got to do that. He goes get him a, a sword made from the wood of a yew tree. Kills him. Buries him exactly as is supposed to be, you know, said that he needs to be buried. And that grave still exists to this very day. So it, it's uh, in a place called Slotavari di Dolmen, um, and it's known as the giant's grave. Um, and it's got this giant, ashy, thorny tree growing out of this rock. And the story says 
Then in the 90s, they were trying to do some renovations in that part of town. And they were trying to change it up. So they went to go cut the tree down with a chainsaw. And no matter how many times they tried it, the chainsaw would never start to cut that tree. So they're like, well, fuck it. Let's just move the rock. Because if we move the rock, then that breaks the tree in half because the tree's growing through the rock. Yeah, yeah. So they put chains on the rock and they connect it to a truck and they start driving it. You have a foreman telling him to go, to go, to go. And uh, the chains on the, the, um, the, the t- attached to the rock snap in half, lash back and cut off the hand of the foreman. And they're like, wow. okay, we're just going to leave it here. This is where it stays. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like you lose a hand, you just give up at that point. I've got so many questions. Like, how how much of a dickbag do you need to be to, like, have, like, everyone in your village could be like, yeah, fuck that guy. He fell out a window. Like, because, I mean, you just didn't know very many people, right? Yeah. Like, you knew, like, like, 20 or 30 people that you interacted with. And, like, having, like, losing, like, 120 of your social circle, like, that's got to suck also, like a six-story window, that dude had a big house for fucking Ireland, man. Yeah, like, yeah. it was just like a, it was like a keep for a castle, like. Yeah, it was like a keep. I think, but he was rich, you know. Like he was the chieftain; he was the one in charge of everything. You had to be kind of wealthy if you could afford to have your wife sleep in another room, other than yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and and that's the sort of thing. And I think it's also, you know, it's a statement towards the the place of power that you. What happens when you're put in power and you have bad intentions? Well, you can kind of become that asshole that everyone fucking hates. In addition to that, like there's all the I, – I wasn't able to find any examples of his wizardry. But supposedly in myth, he's filled with dark magic and dark wizardry even before his death, right? So that was sort of what he was known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the other interesting thing. Uh, since 1958 – people have sort of associated that Bram Stoker was inspired by Vlad Tepish, the Vavoid of Wallachia, to write Dracula. And in fact, there's a lot of similarities. Vlad Tepish's battle name and royal name is Dracula, right? The son of the dragon. So that's where he gets that, absolutely. And the connection between Vlad and the, the fictitious count was made even more concrete in 1972 with the book In Search of Dracula, which basically just says, hey, these are just the same person. He was basically just writing Vlad Tepish into the story, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but one of the issues is, is that we have all of Bram Stoker's notes about Vlad Tepish. And in Bram Stoker's notes, there's like brief historical outlinings of who he was, who his brother Radu, who becomes the namesake for the vampire in the subspecies series, uh, Mm -hmm. is and stuff like that. We don't have like ever Bram Stoker saying fuck it, I'm going to make him a vampire or fuck it. Like (laughs) we don't have any information that that Bram Stoker would have ever been aware that Vlad Tepish was an impaler or any of that because that wasn't widely publicized in English. And from Uh what we know, Bram Stoker didn't read Romanian, or he didn't take the notes of it, or anything like that. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is that Bram Stoker grew up about 40 miles from where the story of Abertok happened. The knowledge of that grave would have been something very much in the zeitgeist of, of what was happening in Ireland, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And especially for Bram Stoker, who was a person who was extremely interested in folklore and Irish folklore at that. So nowadays, 
most historians suggest that while there may be names and stuff that comes from Vlad Tepish, that a large basis, the whole vampiric aspect of it, of drinking the blood, uh, comes from the story of Abertok. Um, but I also sort of like have, you know, my own sort of issues with that because it feels like it's partially revisionist to say, because we can't ask Bram Stoker what his influences are. And I think there comes a time where, you know, similar trains of thoughts can happen all around the world. And, and oftentimes for some sort of political reason, we will try to attribute things to people who are deserving of their own merit, but perhaps weren't responsible for this. And by that, I mean, like th there's this huge thing to say that Mary Shelley invented the idea of science fiction with the novel of Frankenstein, right? Which is an early science fiction novel that is probably one of the single most influential novels of all time. But it's not the first science fiction novel by over 300 years, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so to try to say that it's her, she's the creator of it, is cool, but maybe not accurate, right? And the same thing with the, the writer of the Scarlet Pimpernel. People will say that she invented the vigilante, which that concept of the mass vigilante has existed since Mesoamerican, you know, Mexico, like with the Mayans, mm -hmm. the Aztecs had it. So you're sort of cutting off another branch in order to make this one look better. And I don't know that necessarily this is the same thing or, or maybe just pointing out the distinction that, hey, other people had figures like this as well. And Ireland is one of those. It, it's to me, an important distinction to say that in the history of vampires, Bram Stoker invented our modern idea of it, regardless of what his source was, the, the idea of what a vampire does and how he does what he does, and, and the conflict between the humanity and the vampirism, has, it, it was never present in any mythos I've ever found until Stoker comes along. Prior to that, everything else is much more brutal, visceral. Um, it's much more demonic, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. Stoker sort of cleans it up. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad he like ditched the bowl and like just went for for like I guess like the teeth thing. I said I think the bowl thing that's clunky, man. Like being like, yeah. yeah, I would like your blood, but if you could just please put it in this jug or cup, that would be great. <laughs> exactly. I just I, I don't like to be a messy eater, so <laughs> I brought my own Tupperware if you wouldn't mind. But we'll like try to keep it neat. Yeah. But I also like, like to me, that the bull thing reminds me of the igui from like Chinese mythology, the hungry ghost, that you have to do the offering thing, which feels like a much more paganistic, this is the offering yeah. you have to pay in order to survive thing. Where by when we get to modern Dracula, it, it's the best description of thirsting for something or lusting for something because he literally has to drink it from you, you know, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to a payment. Uh, yeah, so I just I, I find the story interesting, and also the fact that the grave's still fucking there and people won't go near it because yeah, and this is I mean of years. I don't want to lose my hand, man. Fuck that. Like, like uh, it just <laughs> sounds like that was a pretty awful experience for the for just some con. Like, I really I I hope that someone told the contractors that there was like potentially some haunted shit over there because yeah. otherwise that's some fucking due diligence didn't fucking happen, right? You just be like, yeah. so uh, let me get this straight. You want me to move a big rock and uh, and this is happening in Ireland, by the way. Yeah, you yeah. want me to move this big fucking rock in this fucking tree? No problem. Let me just go ahead and get my buddies. It's going to take us a week, but it's going to be no big deal. Hey, and Tony, put down the shillelagh. Come over here and help me with I it. I got my shillelagh over here. I'm doing some fucking stuff. What are you talking about? I'm on a break. It's union break. <laughs> 
But yeah, and then they just go over there and get their hand cut off. Wait, well, sign off. Sign up for that. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck yeah, that. yeah. Like the wooden spoon. Vampires are just super interesting. I think that I like. I don't know. Like I've always thought that like I guess like vampires and the myth- mythos around vampires has just been super interesting. So like I certainly think that like I don't know like digging down into the roots of. Uh, like I guess like where Bram Stoker got his ideas and what sort of fed that fire is just super that's that's super dope. Um, and so so what about you? Do you think that vampires I mean, do you think they're real? Uh so um I read a book a long time ago by a fellow named Constantinos. Uh, who, great. Yeah, I <laughs> like this already. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fuck with this 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 this, this guy is an occultist. Um, he, he's written many more books than me and I'm, I'm sure he has much more respect or they have more respect for me. I don't know what their pronouns are. Um, but like they wrote a book about psychic vampires and there's like this idea that there could be like people in the room who can just sort of like, like feed and take from your energy. And we've seen that, like, I guess like kind of like that idea of psychic, psychic vampirism, uh, you know, kind of adapted to modern, uh, to modern media with what we do in the shadows. And they're just being a character who's a psychic vampire. They just like sit in a room and they just make you fucking sad and i've been in i've been in lots of places with people that do that before yeah uh, i've been there in a lot of spaces where you know you have someone who just kind of has like that though like those heavy emotions and they just kind of feel like they're in a space with you kind of like like i guess like taking like your energy you know what i mean i don't like the way you keep pointing at me while you're saying this but that's no, i'm not pointing at you. i'm just i'm trying to actually like move my hands in weird like i don't know like shapes yeah that's right I said that shit. This is a great broadcast. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that like those certainly ex- exist. I think that the I think that the way that um, people kind of like look at vampires and sort of and, and there are, there are certain groups of people that are very interested in you know like various sorts of like blood kings and things like that. Like like that that certainly exists. Um, but I don't know like how exactly i feel like i feel like i I think i think this is the next week episode i think we're going to talk about like some 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 vampire stuff we're gonna we're gonna look at some people that are uh that are like into vampirism and stuff like that and i I think that's a that'll be something neat to investigate no i agree completely I, i i feel to me it's almost like even including psychic vampires it's almost like the the evolution let's say of of movies right so first movies were on reel to reel then after years we figured out the vhs is a cleaner way to do it then with dvd then blu-ray then let's just do digital so with each age sort of evolving and adapting its needs but it's the same thing we're just we're cleaning up what the package is you know what i mean mm-hmm. and adding more attributes to it and i feel the vampire mythos is very similar because the idea of drinking blood it, it's an old idea uh, the same way that people for years and political attacks have been like, well, they, they rape babies. That's something that we have recorded back into the 1200s of what we mm-hmm. say about the opposite side in order to demonize them. And I think like, even if you look at the apocryphal text of the Bible, Lilith was said to drink blood. Like that's her whole gig, right? She's the queen of the night because she drinks blood. And then you look at creatures like the Jiangsu or, uh, was it Strignoy or whatever it is? Is the Strignoy? Uh, yeah, yeah, Strignoy. Like there's like, is it like the is it, is it the Pangalagan or like yeah, the... Nalang Nag or whatever you guys <laughs> do? Whatever, it's like a floating head with intestines that comes yeah, out, like like floats out and strangles the fucking shit out of people. Dude, Filipino shit is the scariest shit in the world because it's just like 
how high was the motherfucker telling the story? And that's why children in the Philippines carry switchblades is because of the bedtime stories you tell them. Like, okay, listen, Po, there's going to be a, a vampire head with just shitting fire coming after you in the middle of the night. And you're like, excuse me? I'm sorry, what? Like, that's that's how you make nightmares is what you do. You know? So I feel I feel like I feel like yeah the school tr- children like a lot of them have knives but a lot of them when they aren't allowed to carry knives they'll carry sharpened pencils and they'll like tuck them behind their ears like I remember that was a thing like when I was working in like the Philippines like when, whenever I guess like someone kind of had like a tough upbringing in like one of the one of one of the schools they would have like these really sharp pencils they'd have like behind their ears just in case they needed to like like take like I guess like like hit someone with like one of those things and then run away because yeah. I mean that's all you really got. And I think that those are the two problems is the weird, creepy, paranormal stories their parents are telling them. It's freaking them out. And the second big problem is no mahal in their heart. No <laughs> so, what I'm saying is like each time we get a new birth and a new version of the vampire story, it's like an evolution. It's something else to fit our times. So mm-hmm. as we were moving out of the 1800s into the 1900s and we wanted to think of ourselves as more civilized – because we were amidst an industrial revolution. But yeah, clearly Dracula. Now this this thing that was an urban story of a feral monster in the woods or something that came to feed upon your sins and infants, now we're going to make it a little more sophisticated. Now we're going to put it in a suit. And then eventually, you know, in our modern era, well, it's not feeding after blood because that's not necessarily your entire life force. You know what is your life force? Your emotions, your energy, your chi. So the vampires are now the people around you. And, and, and so I feel like these monsters from our folklore evolve. And eventually we just lose sight of where the evolutionary turns happen. If we look at something like the Skinwalker, most people now associate it, if they even think about the monster, as a werewolf, where it was a witch. And most werewolves have their history in witchcraft stories as opposed to just transforming by night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think few of those monsters, though, have a pinpointable, um, significant moment that tells us when an adaptation occurred that was so strong, it altered our view of them. And, and vampires definitely have that with Bram Stoker's Dracula, regardless of who his sources were, he, he put a lot of it, he put it down on paper. And so we can see this is when it changed. And, and in my mind, that's no different than, like, Slender Man. Mm-hmm. But, but we give vampires a little bit more credence because the idea of them loosely has existed for years. Welcome to my diatribe about vampires and why they Don't worry about it. I will say about Slender Man, that cat has caught some bodies. Like, there's yeah. been some people who have done some murders, like, for Slender Man. And that is... Whew. But just imagine whew. all the murders that have happened for fucking vampires. People thinking... Uh, or the... the <laughs> The mutilations of corpses, because like, oh, that's a vampire, definitely. Are you totally. sure your wife doesn't have a hickey, John? No, it was a vampire. It was a it vampire. totally, totally vampire. One, one hundred percent. We do. We gotta kill it. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta stick a stake in its chest. We gotta cut its head off, and we have to light that shit on fire. Yeah. And that is the only way to be motherfucking sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Oh man, I remember that. I guess like movie John Carpenter's Vampires. God, yeah, it's great. Oh, that was a that was a crazy movie. Eating a girl out and getting like a little vampire thing right there. That's yeah, that was hot as shit. Plus, that's Laura Palmer from Twin Peaks. I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like I was thirteen, going on a date. I think to see that movie, and it was like, yeah, whoa, 
That's yeah. an intense date movie. How yeah, did that go? Oral sex vampire stuff. I don't. I don't think she ever talked to me again. So, <laughs> because that was at the time too. Where like, if you like horror movies or comic book stuff, you were weird. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, fair. Oh. I didn't go on dates until like, 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 like the like the twenties when like the air started to shift. Like, you mean like twenty like, twenties or when you were twenty? Like, like I guess like. Like in 2000, 2000 is when like the, it's like, the, like the, it felt like, like, I guess like the tide was turning a little bit and like, yeah. like nerdy stuff was fucking cool. Cause yeah, back before I just would be like, Hey man, do you like rolling dice to do it? And then we just beat the shit out of him. And like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kick the fucking shit out of me. He's just like, Hey man, I'm really into vet. And they would just like hit me in the head with like, like a football while pulling my pants down. It was just, it was just really awesome. Yeah. No, no, I feel you. I feel you. I wish I had the will to live still. Because if I did, oh my god, I'd be tearing up that poutang. You know what I mean? Just be like, I know nerdy stuff. I know true crime stuff. I know about monsters. Have you seen my poke deck? Like all of that. I got that. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just have that on lock. You have you. It's like no Pokemon stuff. I didn't know you know Pokemon stuff. I don't really. I know the word poke deck vaguely. My my. I have a friend who's an actor who's in the the Motley Crue movie, um, and people are using an, an image from that as a meme about. You don't fucking know a thing about Pokemon is what it says on it. And this guy's like yelling at him. So I sent it to him the other day. And I'm like, I'm so fucking proud of you. And he's like, I'm a meme about Pokemon. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I think that's like one day I'll be a meme. That'll be that'll be. Oh, I'm gonna make it today. I'm just gonna yeah. You don't have to you don't have to do that. Don't don't do that. I'm just gonna find I'm just gonna keep finding sentences that have a lot of B's and P's and reversing them. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That'll that'll be the perfect meme. That's just like that's the way I talk. Yeah, I want to go to Paskin Rapins. Is what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so yeah, man, fucking just so much. I like like I'm trying to think. Finn McCool, that guy. That's a that's a that's a rough name to get when you're a kid. I think it's like let me try because it's a fucking. He's an intense person. Like he apparently took out mountains. And you have to. You have you're named Finn McCool. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, Finn McCool. not like Angus, the guy that's gonna be the butcher, or like the dude that like cleans the stables. You you have to do some big shit if that's your fucking name. Dude, like just looking him up, he's got like Indiana Jones titles of his stories, but it's Fionn McCool and the Giants Causeway, and Fionn McCool and the Salmon of Knowledge, which seem very diverse. <laughs> The sort of things you're gonna. One, I'm gonna go fuck up this giant. The set next one, I'm gonna ask this fish some questions because I think he knows. <laughs> they're, they're like the salmon of like knowledge. Isn't that the weird one where like someone's cooking up a fish that's gonna teach him a bunch of knowledge, and then like he gets his thumb burned by oil. So he like what he does is he sucks his thumb and then he knows stuff. What the? How do you fucking know Irish mythology? I, Filipinos and Irish people are very close. I know, we are very, very close. We are, we are small and we are angry. That is how we are the same. And Catholicism. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and walk that back. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, man. No, that's like, that guy's got some that's like some some uh, some 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 crazy stories. I, I wish I could do how, it. How Disney hasn't tapped into that shit yet? That seems like it's just waiting waiting for you to go fuck with that you know what i mean it's waiting yeah it's like so they're just waiting for a good like a, like a script to come across somebody's yeah. desk and i'm saying we should write that script I'm down. we should write it yeah and we're gonna have a little midget dwarf uh sorcerer vampire in it it's gonna be badass <laughs> yeah. 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a vampire. He's gonna be he's gonna be very very short, and he's Would gonna rather be a sorcerer or a vampire. Oh, I think I'd rather be a sorcerer. I feel like I I could there's there's more there's less curse involved with being a sorcerer, right? Like I can go out. I still have all of my parts working, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I have magic. That's a big deal. There are a lot of people who are into magic. Yeah. Those people are hot and they have TikToks. So like, yeah, I really would be like I like like that. But I guess being a vampire, like you kind of got the same thing. And then you're immortal. So like learning the magic stuff, like who cares? I've already I already cracked like the big magic thing, which is and like, apparently like, this, this Avatar guy. He was coming out in, in every morning. So I mean, he, he it was a job to him. He was committed to it. He's like. Oh, 9 a.m. Better get out of the fucking grave and then just come out to get his blood. Make sure he got his bowl and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like with his case, you less restrictions, but uh, vampires, I'm pretty sure, still get play. I think more women might be attracted to vampires than sorcerers, maybe. I don't know. I, I actually, I think you're like looking at all of the people that I know that do magic. And consider themselves sorcerers. I feel like you're correct. Wait, <laughs> like we're, we're gonna have to back up for a second. You know people who consider themselves sorcerers. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. They're just, they're just, they're just, they're just people that like, that like, that do magic. They, 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 they practice various kinds of occult ceremony, things like that. They can, they would consider themselves sorcerers. I feel like those people, like, they don't necessarily have the most together lives all the time. Uh, yeah. So that can make, that can make uh, the extra. I feel like if you're a vampire, like. You're either dead or you've got your shit down, Pat. Like this guy got up every morning, and yep. then he had a routine. He got the blood. He got the job done. Mm-hmm. And then he went home. He didn't just like sit in his underwear eating cereal, going like, "I'm such a powerful magician," you know? Like that's not, <laughs> that's, not that's not some shit that, that that person did. So yeah, Albertak was just like the world's worst Jehovah's Witness sort of confrontation. Like you thought getting copies of the Watchtower was bad? Oh my God! Wait till a guy comes with a bowl. But in my mind, it's a really nice bowl. It's a nice yeah. wooden bowl. Like I would kind of want a bowl like that, but um, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, the end. That's all I got for you. No, that's great. Oh, no, I, I think that like that would be a super cool bowl. And I just imagine like I don't like I want to imagine how that cat dressed when he like when it's like when or he's just like sort of like in a potato sack like walking well, around. I think he's probably got in my mind. In my mind, I, I constantly have to remind myself he's a dwarf. Um, just so I can picture him correctly. But he's got like straight up Alistair Crowley style robes. You know what I mean? Okay. That's dope. He's going for it. Maybe like high ass collar with uh-huh. robes, you know? And just. You know, I'm down for some stocky vampires. I mean, fuck this like super skinny tall dude thing. Like, yeah. let's have let's have some like vampires that have like a little bit more around the midsection. Let's have them close to the ground because that's where they're dangerous. They have a lot of speed there, you know. Like, give me some vampires that look like that because I'll, I'll 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 fucking watch that movie. Plus, give me fucking representation. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Leprechaun is one of the scariest motherfuckers out there. Let's just keep going in that that vein. There's so many wonderful little people actors out there. Give me an Abertok movie and just make this dude fearsome. Like, glorious purple robes. A little bit dirty because he keeps having to dig himself out of the dirt, you know. Mm-hmm. That sucks uh, a little bit. And just pissed off about it. Super Irish. And wants his bowl filled, you know. And who doesn't want their bowl filled? Yeah, who doesn't? I want my fucking bowl filled. Plus, also, if I... Got to knock on my door, and like an angry dwarf vampire wizard was telling me to fill this bowl with my blood. I probably wouldn't know what else to do but fill the bowl with my blood. Yeah, I just be okay. Yeah, I got it for you, and I just go to the back, and you know, 
Just sort that business out. Leave me alone, sir. Yeah, I got shit I got to do today. I got to go till some fields or toil as appropriate in the feudal system at the time. I don't know the government of Ireland at the period of time. So I don't, I don't know, know the government of Ireland now, so I think we're fine. <laughs> 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 nicely done. Um, but yeah, so, so that's been us uh, casually talking about Abertalk and pissing a lot of people off. Uh, thanks to people for tuning in. Uh, Haddad, you got anything you want to say? Uh, no, I don't have anything else. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, for, for listening. If you're uh, if you're out there, I'd like to meet you. And uh, yeah, what? No, that's no, fine. Thanks. Tune in next time when David's <laughs> going to meet you and recount how he took your body apart piece by piece. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming into the store today, and we'll see you guys later. And uh, suck a dick. No, don't. Hey, only if you want to, though. Only if you want to, and it's because you're, you're into that. Gosh, why did you say the accent? The accent is my bowl. Suck a dick. Ray's Occult Books is recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, and produced by Bean Dip Productions. The thoughts, opinions, and actions taken by the host in no way reflect those of Bean Dip Productions. Unless you think they're cool, and then, you know, they totally do.